2: Welcome to the Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 107.1 Everything Entertainment. Donna Valentine, Steve Patterson, producer Don McClain. Hey guys.
1: Hello. Hey Donna.
2: Dawn, I wanna kill you right now. Whoa, Why? Whoa. What <laughs> did
1: Donna I do? Oh. Coming out hot top of the show
2: i am obsessed with that instagram page you suggested here's your monkey content here's your monkey content george you got a gift oh (sighs) my gosh it is i am obsessed it's so adorable i'm trying to get everybody i know to follow this (laughs) monkey (laughs) that monkey is so smart it's oh my god there's one video steve your kids would love this instagram you've got to introduce this to them there's one where his owner is trying to take a sip or he's gonna like take a (laughs) sip of his like pop or or whatever water out of a water bottle and the monkey is just so toddler-like like like, trying to like push it into his mouth and help him and he's like and and he wants to he's very interested in
0: his teeth in that video as well he wants to look inside of his mouth he's touching his teeth (laughs) He's, he opened his mouth to look back in there like it's some dis- <laughs> discovery, discovery in a cave. It is delightful. Is
1: that a recent video? Is that like his last one that he posted? No. Or is that oh, when you're no. in a deep it's dive? Down. Okay.
2: Uh, so it's here's your monkey content. Thank you for that because that <laughs> is a day maker.
1: <sighs> it is really this little monkey. I just hope the story doesn't end.
2: With the guy's face being ripped off? Correct, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, no. There's one where he's trying to talk, and I guess his lady handler is like, Why are you being so naughty? And he's just like, And I'm like, I I cannot stop. I'm re- I'm going back. I'm watching it again. It's a great follow. Thank you.
0: Oh, yes. Um. At the time when that one video was released, he had 10 million TikTok followers. So I don't think they have to work anymore
1: wow yeah like
0: almost three and they're young that
2: i mean the guy seems very young he seems so sweet i know and the things that things like they seem like they have a very nice house and they just from the monkey content (laughs) you're probably right
1: it's all the monkey it's a monkey monkey
2: like just he gets fruit in the mail you know and he's just like ripping it apart and then he's like just stuff is falling all over their pretty house and i'm just like oh god and the people who are sending him
0: things are people like you and me right instagram followers he has an amazon right. gift <laughs> wish list and you can go on there and send him a gift <laughs> and then he'll open it and you can watch the video
2: Damn. i think we should send him something
0: from
2: should
1: the we? NST? Yes. we should send it. What should it yes.
2: be? Well, well we let's go to his Amazon to the list. list. Yes. Like somebody sent him those um live on um, worms. yeah, those meal Yes. <laughs> yeah, and he's just like, mm. num, num, <sighs> num, num, <sighs> num, num.
1: Would he like maybe a candy? Does he eat candy?
2: Let's look at his list. He's I think, got nice teeth, Like, too. what about
1: Twizzlers or something? Something that we really like.
0: I don't think you can just randomly send him stuff that he'll eat. I think he has a special, I mean... Diet. Diet. I end. think fruit is fine. It's We have to look at the...
2: We'll look at the list, and then let's decide. Maybe we'll do that tomorrow at the okay. top of the show. We'll decide what That'd George is going to get from us. Oh, hey. I'm so excited. Okay.
1: <laughs> Meanwhile, in the other uh, on the other end of the spectrum, in terms of what's out there on Instagram... You remember Sharon says so, Miss Sharon McMahon, that we uh, yes. talked about on this show, the yes. Duluth teacher who's just telling people how the government actually works, nonpartisan, very funny, and then she ended up raising fifty-six million dollars in erasing people's mm. medical debt. Incredible! So awesome. Aww. Anyways, if you go to CNN.com dot com today, just go to CNN.com dot com right now.
2: Okay. All and right. then just
1: look at their main page and look oh, over oh top gosh. right. Meet the Minnesota mom. Yeah, there she girl! is fighting all sorts of conspiracies that are floating around out there, one Instagram story at a time. And so she is just, she's just blowing up. Oh, she that's she's so up to uh, four hundred eight thousand followers on Instagram. So speaking of getting to a point where if you're smart. You can have a monkey-made house. It. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that is incredible. Good for her. Good for
1: her. That's awesome.
2: She's cool. I like her.
1: Hey, the Super Bowl kind of set a record. Hmm. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, kind of, sort of. They actually didn't top 100 million viewers. So that was not the record portion of it. But apparently, they set a streaming record. They had 96.4 million total viewers for wow. the Super Bowl. Whoa. But, you know, it's not uncommon for them to top 100 million. That is can be commonplace for them. But a little bit of a weird year. And then also when you factor in streaming, they say that they had 5.7 million viewers on streaming platforms. So just a little bit of a sign of where things are going. But it took Mm -hmm. Nielsen a little bit of time. People were getting suspicious. Why doesn't Nielsen have the numbers yet? Mm -hmm. There was a delay yesterday, usually on Monday. They are proud to roll out the red carpet for themselves and say, this is how many people watched their televisions last night. But they took a little extra time. Whatever the calculation problem they had is now behind them. 96 million, five, almost six million people setting a record by watching the Super Bowl on streaming platforms.
2: Wow. I hear the ratings were better in New England. Than in Tampa Bay. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. They're uh, still processing and "quote unquote" verifying the results, but they said the early numbers show that it attracted a better rating in Boston than in Tampa Bay, which might signal that the New England, uh, that New England is, you know, still loving yeah. Tom Brady.
1: <laughs> yes. Well, even the Patriots, they tweeted their official New England Patriots Twitter tweeted right after, "Congratulations to the greatest of all time."
2: Hmm. According to reports, we Uh-oh. are one of the top four markets for the Super Bowl for viewing.
1: <laughs> Every year, or just this year.
2: Uh, just this year. Okay. Well, it's from Sunday. Kansas City, Boston, Tampa, and Minneapolis.
1: It's because it was really cold. We're good at watching TV here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We
2: that's will hunker true. down.
1: Uh, say, what do we need snacks. to watch next? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, deep teas. Since you brought up snacks, I wasn't going to mention it till the end of the show. All right. But obviously, I smoked wings over Super Bowl Sunday. Whatever they went over, every single one was gone. Oh. Today on Twin Cities Live, Stevie Boy gets vulnerable again and uh, does his latest smoke and Steve. It is a sub zero edition of smoke and Steve. How to reverse sear a steak? That is on oh, Twin yes. Cities Live today at three o'clock. Cool. And once you make a steak this way. Yes. You'll never make it the same way again.
2: Okay. Cool. Yeah. I, I made lasagna last night. Wow. What did, did you, you really use? All right. I, I made vegetable lasagna.
1: Of course. It's um, all, all but-
0: vegetables. There's no carbs.
2: No, <laughs> the problem is, and I will tell you this right now this is why I have issues. I cannot be trusted with pasta. I yeah. ate like a whole, you know, oh. if you, I just mm-hmm. ate. Three pieces of lasagna. (laughs) And then I just went to bed feeling like a cow.
1: Donna, just so you know, you live Uh, like every other human. uh, You know, it's just delicious. Now, and think of it this way. Think of it in the grand scheme of your life. uh, So So that maybe you don't have to beat yourself up so much. You don't have to groan as you think about what you did last night. And instead you could say, oh, on one day of my how many days have you lived? I don't know. A lot, right? 15,000, I think, ish. I I had three pieces of vegetable lasagna. Oh, boy, you've got a problem. (laughs) Veggie lasagna. Could you quit? Anytime you try to join the food conversation, it (laughs) enrages me. So weak.
2: It's like, just just, just, go.
1: Yeah, bye. Back to your room. Not relatable, weird lady. (laughs) Respectfully, of course. Hey, uh, when we come back... I have got a fistful of fun facts that you will be so glad to have found out. Uh, Something interesting about Antarctica, which I never, ever knew. Uh, And then, oh, this is kind of fun. If you like the old Batman series, you remember the holy bleep. and then Well, not bleep. They just did all sorts of weird, stupid Batman catchphrases. I'll tell you how many they did, and I will give you some of the most ridiculous ones that got on TV back in the 60s. All of that dumb stuff coming up when we return on Donna and Steve on My Talk. Hey Steve. Hey Donna.
2: We should give a quick thank you to Chill Boys for supporting the Donna and Steve podcast.
1: Oh we've got love for Chill Boys. It's a Minnesota-based company. They offer the best men's underwear that I have ever put on my body.
2: Yes. uh, Uh, Boxers and briefs for men, that's true, but women love wearing them too. I actually put on a pair of boxers this weekend while cleaning the house. Ah. I could not believe how cool they felt. Like continuously
1: local company right here in minnesota chill boys comfort where it counts
2: hey good morning welcome back uh, <laughs> uh, hey, get it out of the way ah, hour one get her no. out of the way <sighs> <sighs>
1: wonder what it well, means let me know when we're on the air we've been yeah for like 10 seconds
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay welcome back everybody oh man I'm gonna go
1: like a bad no. wine, or like a fine wine. <laughs> Sorry,
2: like an like open a wine bottle that's of wine. Gone bad. Yeah. All right. Here we go.
1: <laughs> Things that make you go. <laughs> One of the things that's always kind of confused me about Donna is her open hatred of geography. <laughs> and it's it's fine. It's just weird. It doesn't offend anyone, a person, but it's just weird. A large part of. Aunt Antarctica was covered in rainforest approximately 90 million years ago. Hmm. So imagine time traveling. You lived in the rainforest of Antarctica, and then you come back to modern day, and you see March of the bleeping penguins, and you just can't (laughs) even make sense of it. Steve, thank you for sharing.
2: <sighs> la, 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 no, already
1: followed already. <laughs> yeah. Did you used to watch Batman, Donna, when you were growing up? I did. Okay, only so because my
2: brother made me, and we only had three channels.
1: Sure, there's no shame in that. It's okay, a great, great show. Pow! Uh, pow! And then holy enter catchphrase. Right. Well, during the '60s Batman TV series. Robin said three hundred and fifty six different things after the word holy <laughs> in his catchphrase. Including holy armadillo. <laughs> in, in the sixties <laughs> we just buy it. Oh this one. Holy hamburger. Uh-huh. Hamburgers, right? What, uh, or... I,
2: what I like about how they presented Batman, <laughs> you felt like they really did bring like comics to life. Yes, queen by by adding those yeah. exclamations and those dialogue bubbles. Sure. Mm-hmm. You don't you know, it's not like that anymore.
1: You're right, it's not. That would that would have killed a bit of the vibe in Avengers Endgame. Mm. Yeah. If they would have said what Robin said, "Holy grammar!" <laughs> grammar. <laughs> I mean, people were just as weird then as we are now. How about this? This made it through the writing room. In 1960s Batman TV series, Robin actually said, "Holy unrefillable prescriptions!" <laughs> For real, he <laughs> said that it. That's hilarious. He said it. <laughs> prescriptions were a thing back then. That's hilarious. Wonder what people who were who who were adults in the 60s would think about how easy it is now to get prescriptions refilled. And you could pick them up at the same place where you get your peanut butter and yeah. your toys. It's just so weird. You know, you still have to go in and talk to your local yeah. pharmacist. I Donna, worked, you worked as a pharmacist. I did,
2: well, not as a pharmacist, but like wow. a tech. Yeah. So I worked in a pharmacy for eight years. So wow. would you have yeah.
1: rung us up? Like if you yeah. were the CVS today?
2: Yes. And I would have counted the pills. I would have stood with the pharmacist who would say, who would pass the prescription and say, okay, 60 of those. Then you go in the back, you get the big bottle, and then you transfer it to the little bottle. They pass the labels to you, you put the label on. Oftentimes, I would go out and explain the. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I
0: have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson,
1: To the gym to work out.
0: Pretty sure that's J Lo and P. S. The person behind
1: all of this is Chris Jenner.
0: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday, so the fun never ends.
1: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
2: Medication?
1: Sure, yeah, yeah. You Do you know, know how to take people? this?
2: Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I have a question about the world of pharmacies.
2: I'm sure it's changed quite a bit.
1: Yeah, but I bet this part hasn't. Would you, you know, I get it, it's all the the secrecy, whatever, doctor's privilege, I don't know, whatever it's called. Anyway, HIPAA, would you, after Mr. Johnson came in for his prescription, would you walk back and say, boy, it's his third time in here, Mr. Johnson, for that? Like, were Not there any really, conversations no, about that? No, Because
2: it's protocol, you know, proper etiquette.
1: I do like the relationship with, I don't have a pharmacist, you know, I just go up to Target and get them refilled there, but I like the, I enter a real trust fall scenario with these pharmacy people, Mm -hmm. where I like that even before social distancing, the pharmacy line has always been social distanced. Right? You always stay back mm-hmm. from each other. Give them space. Because
2: it's private. Because yeah. yeah. it's
1: private and you could be, it could be for any sort of a wart or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you go up there and everything else falls away and you lock eyes. Well, the, rarely do they make eye contact mm-hmm. with you. They always seem kind of irritated that you're there, but.
2: Yes. <laughs> Why? Because they're busy. They're so busy. Okay. I know. they're. Bu- I know they're Extremely busy. Extremely busy and under a lot of pressure.
1: I understand. You're right, Donna. Um, but then you go there, and I entered a total trust fall with them, where I just say, "Here's yes, this is my address. This is the sort of medication I'm here for. You are trustworthy. I trust you in this moment now. When I leave here, if I saw you on the street and knew you were you, I wouldn't entrust any other secrets <laughs> to you. But here and now, with this... Counter between us mm-hmm. there is a magical bond that happens in the middle of a super target
2: yeah and you know you can also i don't know if people still do this but if i had a question about something like let's say i have a, a scratchy throat i don't have a fever i don't know what to do i don't want to go to the doctor you can ask the pharmacist you know what would you recommend that i take really because they're you know they're Sorry they're i mean they practically went to medical school you know i mean that they did but they just didn't take it all the way to power. the power i mean they
0: could scream out he has an itchy butt yeah yeah <laughs> and then the whole target knows you have an itchy butt exactly <laughs> they could pick up the the speaker
1: do you know i have a i have Harrison a friend
0: is here and he has an itchy butt
1: listen i have a friend i will not buy well i don't i don't need to anymore but i wouldn't buy condoms Uh Uh because I just thought, I don't need you. There are so many different forms of condoms that I don't need you to know which one I prefer or need. There was a friend of mine. I won't say this person's name, but uh, her husband was purchasing prophylactics and no joke. It was something like, uh, we need a price check on these condoms. Her pleasure. No. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's, that's a store that's loudspeaker. You only
2: see, like in sitcoms. But
1: this happened in real life.
2: That's too bad, isn't it? Yes. We used to keep the condoms behind the counter in drawers.
1: Oh Lord! Now they're just there's a oh, whole. No. I've like, been in the aisle where you have to buy condoms now, which is just a public aisle right next to the mouthwash. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, could this suburban Mother, please not come down this aisle right nobody now.
2: Nobody cares. Everybody just cares about their own stuff.
1: That's true.
2: I mean, unless there's like teenage kids there, you know, and everybody's. <laughs> and you go, thank God, please <laughs> do it.
1: Just don't Take want anybody to be me. in that aisle. <laughs>
2: oh, nobody cares, Steve.
1: Uh, because there's a toy in every Happy Meal. By the way, McDonald's is the largest toy distributor in the world. What? On a similar note, oh, the right. largest producer of tires in the world, Lego.
2: Oh, that's cute. interesting. Thanks, Steve. Whatever. All right. Um, well, Dawn watched a movie that I've been eyeballing. I want to see uh, what she thought of it when we come right back on My Talk 107.1. Welcome back. Donna and Steve here on My Talk 107.1, Everything Entertainment. Donna Valentine, Steve Patterson, and Dawn McLean. Hello. Hello. So, I've been seeing um, Pieces of a Woman Mm. and going to myself, should I watch this? And then I read a little synopsis of it and I go, I don't know if I want to go there tonight. So, I'm very interested to see what you thought of this movie.
0: Okay, so, um, it it isn't uh, an easy watch. I will say that. Uh, this stars Vanessa Kirby, who played the young Prince Margaret in The Crown. She was great. Oh, she's so good. amazing. And she really proves that she is a great actress in this movie. She's already been nominated for Best Actress uh, Golden Globe this year for this this piece. And uh, we have Shia LaBeouf in it as well. He is amazing. Ellen Burstyn is so oh, good. She plays so the mother great. Oh, my gosh, is she fantastic. The topic is difficult, but it really explores the beginning, just the entire process of grief when something terrible Mm. happens. Mm. It could be triggering to people. If you have um, any type of trauma with birth or anything like that, um, giving birth, maybe losing a child might not be the movie for you. Hmm. But it's such a, I will actually, I was, I love to read the reviews on Rotten Tomatoes to Mm -hmm. see what, especially with something that's so difficult to explain, Mm -hmm. um, Or to really put into words how you feel about something. And I was on just the second page of uh, the reviews and I see Paul McGuire Grimes Mm. on Paul's trip to the movies. Um, Pieces of a Woman isn't meant to be an entertaining Netflix sit down. It's a hard watch, but one that's ultimately engaging, given the impactful performances from Vanessa Kirby and Ellen Burstyn. He gives it a four out of five. Mm, wow. um, there are some people that don't like it at all, and I will go out on a limb and say that most of those people who don't like it are men. Mm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. this is like they
2: don't want to go there.
0: They don't want to go there. Maybe and I don't. I don't, go don't there. think they would ever <laughs> really understand what it's like to carry a baby mm-hmm. and to. It, I mean, you know, from the trailer that there's tragedy. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. this is no uh, spoiler alert here. It's right. at the beginning of the movie. And then there, it involves just a whole situation with how this couple processes this and what the relationship goes through. It is tough, but man, it's just could be very relatable hmm. to some people. I, I thought it was a really artful, beautiful film. And she is so good. Oh, that's good, oh. good to know. Uh, and I just, I'm so mad at Shia LaBeouf. I just want him to get his life together and be a mm. decent person so right. that we can like him again. he's so good. Again. He's such a good actor. Yes. He's really, he's, really good. It's so, like, their performances are so real. You don't feel like they're reading a script at all. It's so realistic. It's just, and, you know, it's directed so well. This director is a Turkish director, I believe. It's executive produced by Scorsese, but this is directed by Kornay Mur- um, But wow, how he chooses where he chooses to put the camera, how he chooses to follow her so closely. And she's, you know, trying to deal with her grief in this party type situation. And it's just so up close on her and her reactions and her response to just little comments that people make about life. Mm. You see it all in her face and in her size and in her Ugh. Oh, so good how okay so where do we find it and how long is it it's on netflix it's two hours okay um like i said if you're feeling sad or bad you might want to wait but I, yeah i would say watch it before the golden globes just so that you can if Mm. she does win which i really i want to at least watch everybody in this category right to see what she's up against um Okay. So yeah, pieces of a woman. I recommend it.
2: Okay, excellent. If you are in a mentally
0: a good place,
1: yeah, but right. Don't
0: blame me if you don't like it. Some one people get the... very angry. They're like,
2: "That was oh terrible. really? Oh, yeah. Why I would you go. recommend yeah. delete?"
1: Um, you know they one of the reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Don likens the home birth scene to just as good of an action scene as anything in the Born franchise. It's just so how they shoot it, how they draw minutes. up the intensity. Is just get your heart racing more than any great action scene would.
0: Really, it, it really is. It's twenty five minutes of the movie. Wow. It's oh wow! In the first thirty minutes of the movie, I mean, it's wow. the whole basis of the movie. So you have to have it right up front like that. But right, you know, right. and you will have moments like I when I'm watching Shia and he because there's all, one of all there's full frontal nudity from Shia LaBeouf in it by the way, so Woo-hoo! prepare yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but. When I'm seeing her, since I know he's a creep, I'm seeing her comfort his wife while she's giving birth and like where his hands are. And I just, I hate that I have to think about that. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. After, you know. And, and also dramatic the scenes where he's violent. I think about how he mm. easy it is for Shia to go to an explosive place, mm-hmm. which he does very well in this mm-hmm. movie. It's like he's always right on the razor's edge. Ugh, of explaining. Like you have to
2: walk on eggshells. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. All right. I'm going to watch that great so i'd love to hear what gonna, you know what you think okay i will watch that one thing i did watch that i said i was going to watch um last week was and somebody emailed me yesterday and asked me what i thought of the 2020 special on anna nicole smith's oh daughter. yeah you're excited oh, yeah. about this yeah because i thought it was okay so they kind of promoted it as if um so uh anna nicole smith's daughter danny lynn um would kind of go back and see, go to some of the places that were uh, instrumental in in Anna Nicole's life, like where she grew up. She So Larry Burkhead, who is her father, mm-hmm. wanted to give her an understanding of who Anna Nicole Smith was. I have to say that they, I don't feel like this young lady who's only 14 years old, has the understanding yet or the interest. Mm. She just she's a kid, you know, and you could tell like when somebody's talking, she's kind of half listening. Mm. I don't think she's quite there yet. I think when she's maybe in her 20s or maybe she has her own kids, Mm -hmm. she'll probably want to find out more just by nature. You know, I think you become more curious as you get older and as you experience things that, you know, maybe. You're one of your parents Mm -hmm. who you lost early in life you want to find out more about them it just makes sense but i have to say the way they presented it you really do feel bad for anna nicole smith Hmm. and i've watched everything on her Mm -hmm. so i really didn't learn anything new but they kind of presented it in a way that you're like this is a really sweet lady not real educated um she marries this guy who's so much older than she is and you're the first thing you think is gold digger hmm. but yeah. then you find out he proposed to her so many times and she was like no not until I can make it on my own
1: oh really yeah yes. oh, I didn't know yes. that
2: so I really think she loved this guy but I don't think it was in a like romantic right. sexual way you know what sure. I mean um and I don't think she knew how to separate that love uh-huh. you know what I mean so I can see where his uh what was his name? Uh what was the guy's name? Uh, something hmm. Marshall the 3rd or oh, whatever. Oh yes,
0: James Marshall the 3rd. Something
2: Thurston Howell. <laughs> <Yes>. Okay. okay. <laughs> the Crypt keeper whatever. J,
1: J Howard M- Marshall. Marshall. There you go.
2: Yes. There you go. Well, his son Pierce just could not stand her because when they got married, of course the guy's like 90 something years old. Yeah. He could barely stand and then the son is like, here's this 20 something year old. Hell no, get out of here. Right. Yes. You're not, you know, this has been my father my whole life. And now you're just going to come in and totally get that. Yeah. Um, but it was just, it was a really good kind of comprehensive look at her life. I, I don't know if they should have taken that daughter angle yeah. just yet, hmm. but maybe
0: she's too young for it. And yeah. Well, she's probably very protective about. Her feelings and what she expresses. Yes. Since she is known as that. Yes. Like that is your identity as your Anna Nicole Smith's daughter. And I'm sure they, people always just look at her face to see if she looks like They her. do.
2: They do. In fact, yeah. they That's went back be hard. to uh, Anna Nicole Smith's hometown and her, one of her friends growing up was like, you look just like your mama, mm. you know, and.
1: Tiny know. little town where she grew up. Yeah. Yeah. In Texas. You know, I wonder for these uh, situations like this, I had this thought watching the Tiger Woods documentary. I thought, what will his kids, at some point, they're going to watch it, right? They're going to be, I want to see what this documentary is all about. And then having to find out about your... Your parents' life, mm-hmm. tabloidy parts of their life, mm-hmm. in a way like that, where you hear all sorts of different voices represented in these documentaries, of which there have been, you know, many specials on Anna Nicole Smith and uh, many on Tiger Woods, and that the most exhaustive one being Tiger on HBO Max. It's got to be so tough on those kids, oh, right? Yeah, because you oh. have, have
2: access. You have access yes. to all the information at your fingertips, literally.
1: I and- wonder if Tiger gets ahead of it. Does oh, you know, like, sure. does he sit like does and, and talk with the and At what with the kids? At what age is it appropriate to share? What it do you share? What to do you so that to understand? shared so that they understand? Right, you know. Well, That's tough.
2: and in this uh Anna nicole Smith bit of a little bit of her little bit of her son dies in her bit of a her bit of a little bit a a chair, just. dies from an overdose and she dies shortly after I think five months later she died so her daughter never knew her just so true and then you see the footage of her when she was at oh I don't remember what award show it was the American Music Awards or something and she went to introduce I think it was Kanye and she was a mess how anybody ever let her out there onto that stage and then she was the headline the next day. So this is all out there for her daughter. But anyway, the, I think um, they did a nice job. I'll watch anything that has to do with her because it's just so fascinating right. to me. All right. You want to? Uh, oh, man. You want to dance?
1: Oh. Oh, yeah. dance? I do. Do you want
2: to dance? Hit it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you see something, you should say something, right?
1: Yes, you got to.
2: When we come back, um, I got to tell you, there is a real housewife, a former real housewife, who is attempting to flirt with Army Hammer in the oh, most <laughs> horrific way? Oh, no. Tell you about that. Steve's got a funny story, too. Kind of funny. No, it's not
1: funny. This is the professor that Donna should have had in college. <laughs> you would have loved this guy. I'll tell you about the very weird thing that he said while introducing himself to his class on Zoom. That when we come back, and if you see something, say something next on Don and Steve. Donna
2: and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. This is what you call stalling for a second.
1: Hey, hey Steve. Hey What's everybody. Going on? All
2: right, let's do this.
1: Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? You, you see
2: you Time for if you, you see something, something, say something with Donna and Steve.
1: If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight.
2: Oh my God, I saw this yesterday. You guys know who Brandy Glanville is? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Real Housewives of uh, Beverly Hills. Rohoba. <laughs> or Rahoba? Isn't she the ex-wife
0: of Eddie Sibaron who yep. ended up with Leanne Rhymes? Correct. Right. Okay. Yep.
2: So. She put out a tweet that said, Dear Army Hammer, you can have my rib cage.
1: Heart okay. emoji.
2: Right. How do you just keep getting hotter and hotter? Hashtag let's barbecue.
1: She was drunk.
0: <laughs>
1: That's a thing that you maybe, would tweet drunk.
0: Hold on. Maybe she was having some good barbecue. Like maybe mm-hmm. her friend has a smoker, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. smoked up some meats.
2: Here, take my rib cage.
0: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, okay, so this comes after Army Hammer's ex-girlfriend Courtney uh, Vus um, uh, exclusively told Page Six that the actor said he wants to break my rib and barbecue and eat it. Um, she also accused him of being emotionally abusive, mm-hmm. um, saying that her relation th- their relationship made her feel unsafe. Um, there was another uh, young woman, Paige Lorenz, who dated Hammer and claimed that he used knife branding and bruises to mark her. So I'm reading this story and I'm like, OK, that's not cute. That is not funny. Nope. So today I see that she is um, she's not exactly apologizing. She, yeah. But she's backtracking. Is she? Because
0: at first she was very adamant about saying, get a life, it's a joke.
2: Yeah. She probably just saw the headline because she wrote, guys, I did not know the extent of what's been alleged against Army oh, Hammer. Okay. Just hours after she made that initial joke. She said, I just read he was getting divorced and I thought he was hot. No more headline porn for me. I learned my lesson. So, she said when she saw the headline, she, she just went off of that, but then she went and read all the stuff, and now she feels bad, and she doesn't want people to hurt other people, blah, blah, blah. <sighs>
1: While we're on the topic of barbecue, <laughs> Smoking Steve today, <laughs> <laughs> Twin Cities Live, three yeah. o'clock, reverse hero yeah, strip steak. What do you want me to do?
2: Any opportunity of even know. alleged assault. No, no,
1: okay. Well, I would no, <laughs> well, I was just no I was backtracking just to her mentioning we should barbecue together, and it got me thinking about my smoker, <laughs> what I want to smoke <laughs> this weekend. Uh, Not anybody, I'll tell you that much. Okay. But an animal. Definitely an animal.
2: Okay. Now you say things. Ah.
1: Donna is... (laughs) mm, I'm trying to think of the word twisted. In a lot of ways, she loves dark things in crime. So... (laughs) Not
2: love. Intrigued by.
1: To a point where it will be the damning piece of evidence against her when inevitably, someday, she is on trial. Uh Any (laughs) way.
2: Don't put that out into the world. Donna! You better
0: watch it, Steve. You're yeah. on the list. <laughs> Boy, Donna, you
1: got into smoking.
2: I'm Tony Bologna. I'm
1: Tony Bologna. <laughs> hey. Uh, anyway, I saw this uh, this college teacher who was making a Zoom introduction to his class, and I thought, I bet Donna would have liked this. Everybody else would have <laughs> been really creeped out, and she would have been like, I kind of like this new professor. I can't put my finger on it, but I like him. Uh, Don, do you have the video of oh. this professor making the proclamation on Zoom. should be right there in the link.
2: Sure, sure. Let me and, see here.
1: Uh, it is a rather... It's
2: just... I don't know. Am I going to have just secondhand where, embarrassment?
1: Sure. Well, I will say this, by <laughs> the way. Um, the man is wearing a choral company. So it, it makes me think it's like a music class. But there was a student who posted a clip um, of this, and it's the guy talking and then her. Oh. So it, it flips back to her right after he says something. Listen closely to what this uh, college teacher has to say to his class on Zoom. By the way, in my teaching career, which is now 40 years, I've had
2: something like 15 students who were enrolled in my course who have died during the semester. Drowning, murder, heart attack, cancer. So all of you need to be very careful this semester. By the
1: way, in oh. My teaching career, which is now what? What
2: <laughs> uh, TMI? Uh,
1: don't forget we we meet Tuesdays and Thursdays. One oh, uh, quick actually before you go, before you, take you go, out the
2: syllabus. Uh, yeah, <laughs>
1: uh, one last thing, and I didn't print this this year. Do a little uh, pushback.
2: That is fifteen so people. Weird. Why would he? That's not a fun fact.
1: I no. think he thought it would be a funny joke of like, so listen up. But fifteen people from drowning, horrible murder, horrible heart attack, horrible, cancer, horrible. So, anyway, we'll see you on Tuesday. <laughs> My gosh. Coral company is again the, the what I'm reading on the name <laughs> on the name of his shirt. Oh, where how was your first day at Coral ah. Company? It was good.
2: Have you ever had like a professor say anything like weird like that? No,
1: not like that. That that's that's weird. I had a I had a professor in, uh, in college, though, and his name was Professor Bruner, and he taught literature. And I have to tell you, there was one class, it was almost like a dead poet society sort of a moment. He was great. He was so, you ever have a professor who was just fully committed with every ounce of their being to every class that they taught? And he, at one point, we were all sort of, you know, uh, just listening, whatever. And then he's a shorter guy, probably about 5'6", five, 5'7". Boom, hops up on our desks, which all go together. <laughs> now they're in a U shape in the room. Oh, sure. And then he just started walking along the desks. And sure like enough, everybody's attention really perked up and it had a Dead Poets Society kind of a vibe to it, yeah. you know. <laughs> he was great, but that was a weird thing, but that was a fun weird, like, oh you'll never guess what happened. What not class? a should I call authorities. Literature.
2: Okay.
0: Got it. I had a um teacher who Got in trouble for being inappropriate, mm-hmm. and I was uh, rehearsing for a play Uh-oh. and did my scene in class. And he goes, "I don't think you should wear underwear Ew! whenever you uh, can't come to that. rehearsal because this character wouldn't wear underwear." Nope. No. No. Nope. He also no. used to want us our posture better, and he would come up behind us and like put nope. his hands mm-hmm. no. behind up uh, underneath our breasts. Yeah, it's like because it's in plain sight in front of everyone. So it it's doesn't like they count. feel like they can get away with doing stuff Ew. like this. We he did. He still it. teaches just in another university. Isn't that great?
2: Ugh, good not. to know. Great. Hey, um, did you guys? We had a play. I remember a play in college where one of my acting classmates. Completely nude. Did a completely nude scene. Sure. Did you guys nice. do, do you have that no. in college?
0: We did hair just at a different theater, not associated with the university. Oh. But oh, interesting. Great.
2: Uh-huh. Oh,
1: Lord. You want to get Stevie Boy out of a role? Yeah, we're going to need to see your, your wiener, sir. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm leaving.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh Bye. Uh, on that note, Dawn is leaving. Bye. Bye, Bye Dawn. <laughs> see you back <laughs> tomorrow. Um, uh, we've got some, uh, some music news coming right up on My Talk.